Yeah, easy for you to say, Wayne. It's a great morning for you because you sat right here at this desk on Friday and you all but guaranteed your Packers would win easily at my Cowboys. And you were so right. And I was so wrong to even remotely trust Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott as seven and a half point favorites at Jerry World where they had only won 16 straight games. Yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys got exposed as gutless, heartless, leaderless playoff frauds. Flawed frauds. That was by far the most shocking and devastating and humiliating playoff loss in Dallas Cowboy history. My lowest moment ever as a lifelong diehard Cowboy fan. Not your typical fall on your face. This was all time, all time. (sighs) I threw all my Cowboy gear in the trash last night and it will stay there. Mike McCarthy has to go today. His replacement has to be, to me, Jim Harbaugh, not Bill Belichick. We'll get into that in just a few minutes. And there is no way Dak Prescott deserves a big contract extension now. Not after throwing two first-half interceptions, one a pick six, that led to Green Bay 27 to nothing before halftime. Before halftime. Not after Dak Prescott got into it early with CD and somehow made him mad. I didn't see that coming. Jordan Love is so much better than Dak. I'd love to see if Trey Lance can turn into Jordan Love. Now, would you believe I hope defensive coordinator Dan Quinn gets a head coaching job? Now I'm not so sure he will because how do you sell 27 to nothing? How do you sell 48 to 16 with six minutes left in the game? Micah Parsons, he's so overrated. He had the worst pass rush game of his entire career yesterday. Only one pressure, zero sacks, zero tackles for loss, one solo tackle, and one assist. Are are you kidding me? January 14, 2024. A day that will live in cowboy infamy. Okay, but enough from me. Let's see what Michael Irvin and Richard Sherman think. Michael, please, you first. Can you talk me off the ledge? What in the name of Jimmy Johnson happened to our Cowboys yesterday? (sighs) Listen, this was hard. This was was a hard one. This was a hard one. Even watching it. And I, I, I would have to sum it up first and say this was a coaching spanking on both sides of the ball. Mm. I mean, Mike McCarthy took a coaching spanking. Dan Quinn took a coaching spanking. There well is said. no getting around it. There's well no getting said. around it. I, I, I look at this and I say, wow, you had four teams defending their home turf this weekend. Houston, Say it to Cleveland, who everybody no. had favorite. No. Not in our house. Not in our house. Not on no. our watch. No. Nope. Not in our city. <laughs> Kansas City stood up and said, I know what we went through all year, but not in our house. Not in our house. We're not dropping one pass. Not in our city. No. Nope. Not on our watch. Mm. 
Detroit, who a lot of people had, the Rams include me, going in and beating Detroit. They said not in our house. No. Not on our watch. Not in our city. Preach. And then Dallas, the most recognizable. Mm. The best franchise in the world, the most valuable franchise in the world. And I get a head coach that says, we were not ready to play. Unacceptable. At that place, at that moment, right then, right there, say we were not ready to play is unacceptable. You cannot say, how, how are you not ready to play in this game with everything on the line? You got home field advantage. You won 16 straight games at home, and you show up and do that. That was all out coaching. Started out with you get an all-size that turns into a touchdown. Now, could have had a field goal. Stopped to a field goal, but it turns into a touchdown. You come back on a special team blunder. We get a pass interference with the fair catch. Mm. It's like, then we catch a punt in the five or six-yard line. Like, what is going what, on what is that? All of this is discipline stuff. All of this says you're not ready to play a football game that there's no way in the world you should not have been ready to play. That's why this is so disappointing. To go in there, and I, I skipped, I told you guys, I said, I was, I'm worried about this. If this team jumps out early, it's Armageddon. You said and that's that exactly what happened. Was Once they jumped out, they turned around and handed that ball off, and there was nothing you can do. What irks me to death, I can take you losing a game. I cannot take you have three people in the National Football League. I mean, I didn't see anybody around these three guys. Musgrave down the sideline. There was nobody in sight. It's like everybody bus, left the bus, field. Bus. It, it was, it was, it was, you, you see Dobbs running wide, wide open, open, wide open. These are design plays that they have studied your defense and come up with just, just, and, and dominated it. They, they, they hit those areas and they dominated. And this, there was no answer for anything. When they ran the football, Skip, there were gaping holes. These were not somebody squeezed through, somebody ran over somebody and made hard yards. There were gaping holes. Buffalo gaping all holes. over. It was mm-hmm. it, it, it. And then you, I walked away saying, there's no way you retool. There's no way you do this again. There's no way, no way. you do this again. There's something has to happen here. I can't believe that the Dallas Cowboys took that game and played that way at that time. That's unacceptable. (sighs) (sighs) Skip Irv, I hate to be the one. All year, I was called a hater, cowboy hater. Sherm, you're just a hater. You just hate the Cowboys. You hate the Cowboys. And I told you I was just being realistic. I was trying to save you and your fans from this kind of disappointment because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over but expecting a different result. Skip, for the last 28 years, they have done this. This team has done this. So well, not, until not a like team that, proves, but they've done this, but not it, it, that. You all, yeah. Well, 
Skip, well, you 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 asked for a historic season. You asked for a historic ending, Skip. That's yeah, what you got, asked for. Yeah. And they yeah. gave you a historic ending. Yeah. They gave you the most points ever given up in the history of this franchise. They mm. gave you the first team in the history of the National Football League to lose to a seventh seed. First so you ever. asked for history, and that is what you mm-hmm. what, what you received. And I tried to tell you, and unfortunately, this team, this team hurts you worse than your worst enemies ever could, Skip. Because they took you to the top of the mountaintop. They wow. said, hey, at home, at least at home, we are unbeatable. We're going to convince our fans that we cannot lose at home. So if we get home games, our fans are going to have no doubt whatsoever we're going to win this game. And then they took you to the top of Mount Everest, right. and then they dropped you on a bed of nails. And that's unfortunately what they did. But throughout the season, they have shown the propensity to do this. They have, they have disappointed in just about every big game that they faced where, where the expectations were high, where there, were, there was something on the line. There was a winning team on the other side. Outside of the Philadelphia Eagles game at home, at home. And, the, and the Seattle Seahawks game at home, yep. they have disappointed, really. And, and this game, it showed every one of their flaws. Your big-time players didn't show up in big-time moments. People always ask, what makes great players great? It's the playoffs right there. It's the playoffs, unless they don't get there. You know what I mean? Some teams, some players never get to the playoffs, so they never get to show that. But in the playoffs, that's what separates the really good players from the greats, the elites, the the gold jacket wearing Michael Irvins of the world. Yep. It's when you get to the playoffs, do you show up in a big game in a big way? And your defense, if you want to be number one in the world, you're number one in those playoffs, and you make the plays that you have made all season during those moments to get your team where they need to go. And they didn't. Winners focus on winning. They consistently focus on winning. They focus on what they can do better. They focus on what, what, how they, their team can improve. Losers, though, they focus on winners. And throughout this t- season, your team has focused on the winners. They, they focused on the Philadelphia Eagles, who went to the Super Bowl last year. You hear Jerry Jones, Philadelphia Eagles. We're, I'm watching the Philadelphia Eagles game against this. I sure do hope the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, I'm, I'm watching San Francisco, and I sure did like how that looked. But you're not focused on the food on your plate. No. And that's where, you, where they need to get back to. So everybody else can get the blame, but Jerry Jones is just as distracted. And like Irv said, they, they were outcoached on both sides of the ball. Oh, Give yeah, Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry a ton of credit. They came up with incredible game plans. They did. And, and the first touchdown – the Dallas Cowboys got in the first half. I mean, it was a false start. It that should have been wiped start. off the board immediately. It was. So we tried to prepare you, Skip. I did not see C.D. Lamb having a rough first half like he did, and he and Dak Prescott being off in the way they were. I don't even what? understand that. That seems like something what? more off the field. I, 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 what? Irv can speak to this, but anytime you and your quarterback <sighs> – I, I think Mine. that C.D. Lamb has some of the best demeanor for a receiver that I've seen in the National Football League. He's, he's calm. He's even keeled. Things going great. He's the same. Things going bad. He's the same. He doesn't, he doesn't get super demonstrative. Give me the ball. Yada, 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 yada. He may ask for it later on after the game behind closed doors, but he never shows his quarterback up, his coach up. He does a great job. And in this game, you saw a little bit of the body language. You saw a little bit of the, like, what are we doing? What are, what are you doing, Dak? Like, why, why, what, how, how do you miss that? You know, you, where, where he's looking at him and he's kind of like, what, what are we doing? And I've never seen that. And then you hear Dak kind of having those conversations with him. So I hope somebody really explores that later on and it gets to the bottom of what happened there because I didn't understand that. But the bad thing, Skip, 
is next year, no matter what happens, you can fire the whole staff, you can do whatever you want, you're going to get worse because you're losing Tyron Smith, you're losing Biotish, you got to pay C.D. Lamb 30-plus million, you got to pay Micah Parsons 30-plus million, you're going to have to pay debt 50-plus million. We don't want to hear it. We're, we're, I'm we're just still, saying. I'm, I'm t- we're, we're reeling, Richard. We're reeling. I, I can't even let my mind go there. I'm like Jerry after the game. He, he couldn't even think about tomorrow because he said he was so fixated on next Sunday's home game. That's where I was. That's kind of where I still am. I can't get out of it because, remember, this is the first time in NFL history a team has gone 12-5 and five, three straight years and not made it to an NFC championship game. As you point out, Richard, it's the first time a seven seed has ever won a playoff game. It's the first time a two seed ever lost in the wild card round, and they didn't just lose. It was 48-16 to 16 with six minutes to go in the game. And what tears my guts out this morning is, just remember, Richard, you were down on CD early, and then CD said, okay, Richard, watch this. I'm not a fringy number one. I'm the guy. I'm, I'm number one. And over the last 12 games, there was no more lethal combination than Dak to CD. And remember, going into yesterday, we had the number one offense in the league. And remember, going into yesterday, we had the fifth best defense in the league that led the league in quarterback pressures that got next to none yesterday and didn't sack Jordan Love one time. Just remember, we had the best special teams. We had the best kicker, the best punter, the best returner. And we were a nightmare yesterday. We looked like an uncoached wreck yesterday from the start. And back to Michael's first point. No could, could we please show that this is, no remember, fight. we get it down to third and, and five and we have a chance on their opening drive. They took the ball. They, they won the toss, and God bless them. They just said, watch this. And as Jordan Love said after the game, we came here with the mindset to dominate, and they did. They took the ball and ran it and threw it right down our throats, but it's third and five, third and goal at the five, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, we got to ch- if we just hold them to three here, maybe we can sort of stop the bleeding and, and maybe get our, our legs back underneath us. And our leader on defense, our our most veteran player on defense, Demarcus Lawrence, if we could see it, jumps offside. Mm. It's like th- this is what you don't want to see because it mm. says we're not ready. It says w- we're poorly coached because, remember, the Dallas Cowboys also led the league in another category, penalties. They are the most penalized team, and as Michael said, they turn it right around and on the, the next punt – they go down and, and create, commit such a stupid penalty on the punt, and you're saying you're just not ready to play. Sam Williams. Yeah, right. Sam Williams. Like, Sam Williams, well, what are you doing? Okay, that's the, the touchdown early, and this is the false but, start. Here's the false start on Tyler Smith, who, by the way, was the most penalized player in all of college football his last year at Tulsa, and he has been a mistake maker. But he's a great player, Michael. He made first-team All-Pro, voted yeah. by the players. So did Zach Martin. And where were they? I, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. But, but listen, Tip. I can take some of Tyler holding because yeah. I like how Tyler plays. Yeah. Yeah. It's all them other jokers that yeah. make it penalties that yeah. ain't making all pro. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll take it all pro and his penalties because he's all pro. But them other jokers, come on, man. And I, we, I, my whole thing, Sherm, 
is how at this moment do you show up at that game in that mentality, with that mentality? C.D. Lamb has been everything to this offense. When they took him out, they're like they had nowhere to go, no understanding of what to do. And if more people are on C.D. Lamb, which it was, somebody else should be open. And if they can't get open, then I need a co- I need a coach to scheme something to help them get open. And none of that happened. None of that happened. So it's not you came in, you were not ready. You couldn't make any adjustments to get you going. Then what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah, I, because obviously I, I this is not the situation. No, no, it's not the situation, and, and it's killer instinct. It's killer instinct. That's what it comes down to in these playoffs. It's, the the Green Bay Packers were so young and so, so oblivious to the situation that everything is just routine for them. I'm sure LaFleur talked to him like that. He got his young guys hyped up. He said, hey, it's just another game. Go out there and do what you've done all season. Catch the ball. We'll, we'll get you open passes defensively. Let's get some stops. Jair Alexander fought to play in this game, made huge plays. Darnell Savage, they saw how predictable this Texas Coast offense is. It's incredibly predictable. And I knew that in the playoffs, it it would bite you in the butt. How many times have you seen C.D. Lamb line up in the slot? It's a three-by-one formation, and they run all slants on second and two, third and two, third and three, third and four. It's the same plays over and over out of the same position, same formation. And you get away with it during the regular season. But in the playoffs, when coaches got nothing else to study no. but your tape right. and what you do, you have to find another way to beat them. You have to find creative ways to get to the things you love to do. You can't do them in the same routine ways. And if you can, then that just shows how dominant you are. Because some teams can. Some teams know what you, hey, you know what my best shot is? You know they don't what? have those guys. They don't, that, that's how we want. You don't have those players. That's why I need someone to make a design to help these guys get open. We will run a five-route Sherm. I don't care if you knew we were running it. We're running 17 back to 15. Jay would tell him Michael's running a five-route. You can't stop it. Don't matter. Doesn't matter. Troy's going to throw it. I'm going to catch it. We're going to run it. They don't have this. So now I need you to come up with something else. And that's why I say it was a coaching spanking. Mm. That's the reality yeah, but, of but, what happened. I, 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 Darnell Savage, he Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu, he baited Dak on that interception. Did, did you see? He rolled, with the, he rolled with the first slant and then jumped to the second. That was nothing but a bait. He was waiting on it because he had watched the, the body language and the actions of C.D. Lamb all day. He knew they wanted to get him the football. Right there, I can't right. put that play in any kind of a harm's way because I know they know we're trying to get our guy the football. They're looking at the body language. That was an easy pickup in a read. I was like, come on, man. Give me a better play. This is the play I want you rolling outside. Don't throw garbage inside. This is too crucial of a drive and too crucial of a moment for us to be having. You, should, you needed a, a better coaching drive than that. But, but sometimes it, it's the Jimmys and Joes. Like, I understand coaching can be better. No question about it. You can call better plays. But sometimes it comes down to the Jimmys and Joes. When we were in Seattle playing defense, you knew what we was running. We were running either man, three, or if it's third down, and we're running loose two. If it's third and long, we're running loose two. We're running about three or four coverages. That's it. 
It's on tape. We're not really trying to disguise it that much, but we know when you come into town, you know exactly what we're doing, but we're better than you. We're better than you in every way. Chris Clemens, Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, the right. front, my, Brandon Meebane, the linebackers, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, all world players. And then you got Cam Earl, myself, uh, Brandon Browner, freaking Derby Lane. You got so many players that show up that are killers in their own individual right. And you guys just don't have don't real have killers. No, Your best player is Micah Parsons, <laughs> right. and he is not a killer. And he's not a killer, and he hasn't been a killer. Never been a killer. Right. He hasn't been be that promise made one man to the other. Each man is for the other. I'm going to get my job done. Yeah. Even you, you know, and, and we don't have that commitment made to each other to even be on the football field. But but. But I keep hearing comparisons to LT from from this, from everybody patting this kid on the back, and he deserved a lot of it. First team all pro, first two years. Yeah. But in these big moments no. against San Francisco last year, this year, first round, you know, you didn't even get to the divisional. I didn't even get to do my dance and say divisional and done. No, you now didn't. I got to come come up yeah. with a whole other song with Wayne, yeah. one and done, one yeah. and done, you know, and yeah. all this other stuff. Like yeah. I was supposed to be in studio when y'all lost. Yeah, Richard. Even you thought we would win that game yesterday. You told us so all year. Be careful, be careful. But you thought we'd beat Green Bay because I'm pretty sure you picked Dallas to beat Green Bay, right? Yeah, I, 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 said, I said the same thing Irv said. If they get ahead on you earlier, and I said the same thing on my podcast, that's their only chance. If they get ahead early and they put the plant the seed of doubt in your head, then you know Dak Prescott has only been put out of the playoffs by a couple teams. And one of them is the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers, the other is the San Francisco 49ers. So I knew if they got ahead early, they would plant that seed of doubt and have your boys panicking and potentially have a chance to walk away with the win. I did not see them blowing you out. I thought you would, you, you guys Heck would show no. up in a bigger way. But Who saw I, that? I couldn't Except have saw maybe that. maybe Jordan Love. I don't know, right? Just, just remember, this was the all-time case of America's team turning into America's tease, as in teasing us, mm. taking us right to the brink where it looked like it was meant to be. Michael and I kept saying, the Jimmy curse is broken. I don't know, maybe there's a Jerry curse. I don't know, because we had it in the palms of our hands. <clears throat> we had back-to-back -back home playoff games that we should have won. Whoever would come next week, you know, whoever it would be, we could beat them at home. We could beat Green Bay. We could beat Detroit. We could beat Tampa if they win. And finally, we'd at least get back to our first mm -hmm. NFC Championship game in 28 years. Philadelphia collapsed right on time to hand us the division. We had it. We had it. And, and then we didn't have it because this wasn't the typical Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. This wasn't the typical Cowboys do Cowboys things. This was 27 to nothing before halftime. I'm, I'm in shock. Jerry's in shock. Jerry said, I'm floored. I was on the floor last night in the first half saying, what the hell was this? I've never seen it. It's, it's such a disgrace that nobody saw coming. Go ahead. Skip, that, that trash can at your house in your yeah. kitchen played better defense on you than Skip. your defense did on the Green Bay Packers, Skip. Yeah, it got, but, at least got a few stops. You know, that, <laughs> that, that was one take last night, and I did not miss. I fired Ooh. every piece of my cowboy paraphernalia. I didn't miss, and it's only about this big around. And I just went swish, swish, swish because I was on fire about how they weren't on fire.
Okay. Well, poor, poor Ernestine. Poor Ernestine. Yeah, she did it. She did it again. Way to go. She's a trooper. That's it, man. Okay. This is what we got to get to next. If, in fact, Mike McCarthy is gone, Jerry Jones should hire dot, dot, dot. Who? Who? No mercy. No mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite Happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Today, of course, is MLK Day. Michael Irvin, your thoughts, please, on what this day means to you. Well, okay, first, and I appreciate it giving us a chance to even speak on this. I mean, with Martin Luther King, that was to all of us, everything. We all know what he stood for and how he went about his business. One of the things I've always appreciated was that he said, we can do this with peace. We can do this and, and, and come together and do it with peace. We, we had other people doing it by other means or any means necessary, but, but I thought this was always interesting. Because with peace, it takes away some of the thoughts of savagery, and that's what people thought of us. So when he said, let's do this with peace, I thought that brought something different that we all needed to understand, that sometimes you can fight without fighting. Mm. You can fight with peace, and, and it's something I think our people really needed, needed at the time, sure. No question. No question. Um, everything that he stood for, everything that he fought for, uh, everything that he sacrificed uh, helped get our people, you know, black people to where we are to this day. It helped people recognize uh, the, the, the problems with the society. And, and he did it in a peaceful way. He did it in a way that that really, I think, spoke to everyone that, hey, this needs to change. We just want equality. We just want a better life for our people. We want a chance, you know, all people to be created equal. And I think he's one of the most powerful figures in American history and obviously one of the most 
important figures in, in African-American culture, black culture. Right. Uh, and I'm grateful and thankful every day for everything he stood for and everything he sacrificed throughout his life to give us the opportunities mm. that we have today. He meant so much to us, but always understood that we couldn't win this fight by ourselves. Mm. And he called on the other clergymen, white clergymen to help join the march to say, hey, let's, let, it, this is not even about black and white. This is about how you say you're supposed to honor your God. This is, this is how we're going to honor God. If we're all godly men, we're supposed to be about peace and helping each other. And that got everybody in the fight. He always fought for us, but he knew we needed us to fight with us. And I thought that was the brilliance. So, yeah, to, I, I yeah, mean, go ahead, time, Richard. That you, yeah. he's fighting for us, but not against yeah. people. You know, yeah. and that, that was the important step. He was he was fighting for people, but not against the other people. So to me, Dr. King was the greatest orator in the history of this country. Even above Abraham Lincoln and JFK. And it's always been significant to me that all three were assassinated. And. Just me, my two cents from a distance. I love it that we all can celebrate MLK Day because we all can celebrate the strength that the black community has given to all of us over the years. The, the backbone that the black community has provided for what is the greatest country in the world even today. God bless Dr. King yes. on this day. So thankful. God bless. All right. If we can, let's turn hard left back into what happened yesterday at Dallas. Cowboys, of course, fell behind 27 to nothing. Late first half, 48 to 16 in the fourth quarter, six minutes left. They lose 48 to 32 as seven and a half point favorites at home, where they, of course, had won 16 straight. Michael Irvin, you do believe that Michael, uh, excuse me, that Mike McCarthy should go now. So, gut feeling, who should replace Mike McCarthy if, in fact, he is fired? You know, Skip, I, I, what I believe, Sherm, Skip, is this kind of a loss. In this kind of extension, this kind in this place can't stay around. You can't sell hope to <clears throat> to the fan base next year with this intact as is. It's just, it's just going to be impossible. I know you had three 12 win seasons, but you lose two of those three playoff games in the wild card round and one in the division round, and and it's not just. How you, it's not that you lost those games. It's also when you look back at how you lost those games. They were disasters. All of them. They were disasters. All of them. And then you come at this place in this moment and you put that kind of performance up. Everything was supposedly be in the right place. You let somebody put 48 points up on that team. It's hard to say move forward as is. It's just hard to say that. So, so listen, you, you, you can't change the whole football team, but the best change you can make are, are the coaches. And, and, and you can say, let's get other people to see if they can get other things out of the majority of the nucleus of this team that we can't just change out. 
So, yeah, it'll be hard to say, Mike McCarthy, let's line it up. Let's try it again next year. No, that, that's a, I always tell you guys, hope will dictate effort. I don't know how you're going to sell that to the fan base. I don't even know if some of the players will buy into that's that true. anymore. You know what I mean? So you have to try something different. You have to try something new. And, and, and in this sense, I want something with discipline. I want discipline. You can say what you want. Want about Jimmy? Jimmy believed in discipline. Yeah, we played a game a certain way, but boy, Jimmy believes in hard-nosed discipline. And that's what we need with the Cowboys. Listen, this ain't, and I've talked about this all the time, this ain't a skill thing. Do I believe the Dallas Cowboys have talented enough players to go farther in the playoff and certainly have a better ending than this? Absolutely. Mm. Do I believe they can use better players? Absolutely. Absolutely. But but what I saw yesterday was a coaching spanking. Was a coaching spanking, and something has to change. Dude, I've heard people talk about Belichick. I was at first saying, no, no way, it wouldn't work here. But... But after last night, everything is changing. You can get me a Belichick, but I still, I'm still going to want me an innovative, offensive-minded coach. I am. I, I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of seeing other offenses have guys running wide open, and we never do. We never do. I want to see some of that in Dallas. So, so, so I don't want. I, I want Bill's discipline. But I don't want that old offense. I don't want our old offense. I want something more innovative that's more conducive to what they're doing in the National Football League right now. And, yes, we need a better defense. So once you move that first chair, you got to sweep the house. There's no moving somebody from that defensive coordinator chair to the head coaching chair because the defensive coordinator – that whole job was done so badly, everybody has to get swept. swept. And you bring in somebody that gives me some great discipline, some great discipline and an innovative mind on the offensive side, and let's lock in over and go get it next year. But you got to make some kind of changes. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think this is probably Mike McCarthy's last game as Dallas Cowboy uh, head coach. I, you know, I'm sure he'll get another opportunity. The way the league goes, everything is cyclical. He is second in the last three years and wins to only Andy Reid. The only difference is Andy Reid was holding a trophy up last year. Uh, and, and, and you expect to be holding a trophy up. You get 36 wins in the last three years. Andy Reid had 37. And everybody talks about how great he was. And we're talking yeah. about sitting here talking about firing McCarthy, and rightfully so, after the performance last night. But I really don't really know where you go to replace him because I don't think you can go anywhere and take steps forward. Everywhere you go and everywhere in my mind, I go and you hire somebody else. You take steps back. You had the number one offense. You had a top five defense. At, at, at some point, you got to say, well, maybe these players, maybe it's just, maybe we're giving them too much credit for how good this team is. And you need to start looking at the inner workings because bringing Bill Belichick in, what does that solve? I mean, when is the last time you've seen offensive innovation from, from Bill Belichick coached offense? You, you saw one of the greatest quarter, the greatest quarterback of all time and Tom Brady. But once he was gone, you don't see anything resembling an, an innovative offense. You see 
a bunch of pedestrian offenses. They're ranked 15th, middle of the pack, bottom of the pack this year. And you see them not doing well. Now, you see schematically, defensively, they come up with some really great game plans and stop some really great offenses to, and hold them to nothing, regardless of what the talent looks like on <clears throat> Belichick's side of the football. But I don't know if bringing him in is going to change this franchise and, and take you where you want to go. Uh, you know, unless Tom Brady's coming with him, I don't see that changing Brady. anything. And Skip, you've made this point a number of times. So I think yeah, I hear your point with discipline, but discipline isn't the same as it used to be. Irv. He's not going to be able to sit there and tell these guys, hey, my way or the highway, because there's certain guys on this team, no matter what your way is, they're not seeing the highway. You'll see the highway before they, they do. Micah Parsons is one of them. C.D. Lamb is one of them. And Dak Prescott, I believe, is one of them. Because if you get rid of Dak Prescott, you take a bunch of steps back. You're not getting better in free agency. You're not going to find a better quarterback in free agency, and you don't have to. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about all of that. We'll talk about it, but we're not getting rid of that. I want what I want. What I want is what he has, what Bill Belichick has on defense. You can say a lot about it, and you just mentioned it. A lot of times he's, his team is not the most talented, but he still stops teams. He was innovative on the defensive side, like we're seeing these young guys that are very innovative on the offensive side. That, that was how Bill Belichick made his mark. He's still a brilliant defensive coach, a brilliant defensive coach. I would Frankenstein my staff. That means I'm going to put it together. You know what I mean? I want to take a Bill Belichick and put him with Al Harris, but I want to go find me an offensive mind. If I give Bill Belichick's defense a number one offense, dude, I got a chance at something. That's all I'm saying. What Bill Belichick has had it, since Tom has left is not a good offense, but he's always put up a pretty good defense. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, but you can't trust Bill Belichick, the GM. And is Jerry going to let him run the show? Because it, 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 Bill Belichick, the GM, put Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator. You want to walk into a situation where he put, potentially puts a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, and says, Dak, go to work and experiments with the Dallas Cowboys? That would be a, 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 an inherent disaster. And that's why I'm not sure that would work out. Now, if you go with a Ben Johnson who's having a great run, uh, Bobby Slowick, these are the innovative minds that you're yeah, talking about. You see the Houston Texans. Bring the discipline. And, and I and I don't want more of what I got right now. And, that, and that's the whole thing. So if I can't Frankenstein it, then that don't work. That, now, I know people are talking Jim Harbaugh. I don't, I don't know if Jim, I, Jim Harbaugh probably already signed or got something worked out already with, with the with charges, the charges to be honest with. And, and this is coming in late. So I, so I don't know if that will be available. But I need more discipline on a defense. I can't have those gaping holes being run through like that. Okay. I'm a big Harbaugh fan, always have been. There's no way you can criticize what he's done in pro or college football because he was those three straight years in San Francisco of three straight NFC championship games. Richard observed it up close and personal. They broke through once, lost on a last second play. I thought it was pass interference on Crabtree thrown by Colin Kaepernick into the end zone against his big brother, older brother, John. Came very close and then just won the national championship. Boy, we could do a lot worse than Jim Harbaugh. And I do believe he would bring that discipline that you're talking about because he's a tough guy. But Jerry Jones is a tough guy to work for. And I just don't know if Jim would, would want to accept how you have to play off Jerry Jones. He tried it, Michael, as you recall. He, he ceded control to Bill Parcells for a little while until Jerry finally said, I, I got to go get me 
T.O., I, I need to sell some more tickets here. Get your popcorn ready. And that was a, the beginning of the end between Jerry and Bill Parcells. Jerry would have to cede some more control to Jim. Obviously, the cupboard is not bare in Dallas. Money might talk if Jerry wanted to open the coffers. He could pay Jim Harbaugh whatever he wanted to pay. Now, let me tell you what would scare me about Bill Belichick. There was a great piece that was posted yesterday on ESPN.com about just how ugly it got inside the Patriots over the last five years, that Belichick was the one who told Kraft that Tom Brady in 2019 just can't play anymore. He's done. We got to get rid of him. And Kraft bought it. And of course, Kraft is quoted in there uh, uh, through an anonymous quote of saying, and he goes and wins the effing Super Bowl in Tampa. So that was the beginning of the end there. And it got so bad, they barely spoke to each other, Kraft and Belichick. And then it quoted the uh, in sources about the Kraft's Robert and Jonathan would refer sarcastically to Belichick as the great intelligent man, all sarcastic. It fell so far apart and it got so bad that, remember, Bill Belichick over the last four years without Brady went 29 and 38. Without Brady overall in his head coaching career, he's 64 and 85. And if you look at this, he got to one playoff game over the last four years. And what happened in that one playoff game, speaking of discipline, they got blown out the way Dallas got blown out yesterday. This happened to be at Buffalo, but it was 47 to 17. And Buffalo played the perfect game because it never punted and it scored on every single possession of the game. 47 to 17. Are we sure that Belichick would fix what ails Dallas? I, I, I don't know, Michael. I see if, if he would come and agree to be the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, we might have something. But I don't think he's going to agree to do that. Yeah, first of all, Bill had the propensity for allowing people to leave a year early as opposed to a year late. I'm sure when he told Mr. Kraft that Tom Brady can no longer play, he meant in his system and the way they had won Super Bowls prior to, because Tom had taken a less, we call it a lesser talented team, yep. and he always beat more talented teams. He did. And in that sense, Tom couldn't do that anymore. He was absolutely right. But Tom went to a more superior team and added his knowledge. Just like, just like Peyton Manning did mm -hmm. his last year in Denver, he wasn't still Peyton Manning. Yep. Everybody would say he couldn't play anymore, but he still, they still came back to him and they won a Super Bowl because of the decision making he was making with yep. what he had yep. around him. And yep. that's how Tom won. In, but, in, in Tampa. He was making good decisions it, it, with the talent he had around him. So I'm not saying Bill was wrong there. Bill has a quarterback in Dallas. That's the whole thing. He has a quarterback Bill, in Bill. Dallas. He has an offense. I need his discipline and his defensive knowledge. You would not see people running wide open like that yeah, with Bill I'll buy that. I'll you would you not that. see it. Yeah. You, you know, he, he, yeah. may, he, he may not get you a billion sacks, but you won't see that. They will play team defense all the time. That's all. We have been dealing with this can't stop the run for no. years now. No. Years. Years True. now. Years. Yep. And that has to end this year. Yeah. No, but, I mean, it, it, this, was, this was the ego of Bill Belichick saying, hey, it's not Tom, it's me. You can get rid of Tom and we can still have success. It wasn't Bill. It was Tom. 
And they realize that, and that's why they're departing from him now, because they, they thought, oh, okay, yeah, it's you, Bill. So we can get rid of Tom, and we can just run it with a guy that looks like Tom or plays similar to Tom, yeah. and we'll be fine. They realize they cannot do that. So this is, again, the genius of Bill Belichick that they're talking about, where you're sitting there saying, hey, yeah, it's, it's me. Yo, don't worry about it, Kraft. Get rid of him. I, I got this. I, I'm, I'm going to write the ship, and the ship's not right. All right. So all I know for sure is Jerry Jones, enough of Mike McCarthy. Got to go now. Okay, now we got to get to the other piece to the puzzle, the other half to this equation. Are you still convinced Dak Prescott is the long-term answer? That's the question. Yep. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, it's your turn, and I am dreading it this time. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet. Time for Undisputed. Meltdown in three, two, one for Skip and Michael. Oh, look at the little grab popcorn. popcorn just just ready. enjoy. That's oh, exactly on, what just Get happened. popcorn ready. Yeah. You got us. 100%. You got us. I was hurt. All right. Next tweet from Mr. Parker. Richard Sherman at 9.33 Eastern Time on Undisputed. That brother just got yeah. his teeth clean right there, boy. He make it true. Got his teeth clean. Uh, I was cheesing out. I just want to tell him the truth. They, they can't handle the truth. Yeah, we, we got our teeth cleaned by the Packers. Yesterday. Right. That's pretty cool. Right yeah. And finally from Al Mata. No Mason crossbar, no Dez catch robbery, just a straight butt kicking with a picture of Michael and I and the commercial we made at the funeral. And yesterday we both went to our own cowboy funeral and we're still there. That was Yeah, I even wore your cowboy's colors today I, I did did for the occasion to make sure. Right. I'm, I'm in all this. black. I'm at Which my own right. funeral attending it. Okay. Back to what happened. Dak dropped another playoff stink bomb in yesterday's first half. He threw for only 87 yards with two interceptions. One, of course, a pick six as the Cowboys fell behind 27 to nothing. So, Michael, do you still want Jerry to give Dak a contract extension that would make him the NFL's highest paid quarterback? Let me tell you what I don't want, Skip. I want us to retool and get back in the fight. I don't want us to be looking for a quarterback and get knocked all the way out to fight. And you can't go out and say, you're going to be a great quarterback. You're going to be a great quarterback. You're going to be a great quarterback. Let's take one of them. You have to develop that quarterback. You have to make sure that quarterback knows how to lead your team. I'm not ready to go back into the abyss of chasing down and trying to find quarterbacks. I know what that was like prior to us getting Tony Romo, getting Tony Romo. You remember all of those Quincy Carters and Drew, uh, all, hence, all those guys we brought in yep. 
we will not get back into that race. Mm -hmm. So you have a solid quarterback until you can give me something great. We have a quarterback that was in an MVP conversation this year. I'm not getting rid of that quarterback that was in the MVP conversation this year, along with that number 88 and the relationship they have and the union they have, the vibe and the connection they have on the football field. I got to get someone in here that can bring the best out of everybody on that offense and bring an offense that can help everybody. C.D. Lamb can get open no matter what when you give him one-on-one opportunities. But other people need help being open. Dak Prescott may need help seeing things. That's what I love about what Shanahan and, and the Sean McVay's and all of these guys do with their quarterback. They help them. They give them easy stuff added on that they can have plays where people are running wide open. I, I want that for Dak Prescott before I say, let me get rid of Dak Prescott and go back in that abyss of a hellhole looking for a quarterback, sir. Okay, but Michael, you want yeah, to go I, ahead and I, sign him for four more years, this right? This is the market. Okay. This is the market. You got to. This is the market. This is this what is it the is. And every time you wait, it's only going north. It will never go south. It's not going, that number's not going south because they're not, the owners aren't going to let their money go north. Therefore, for by proxy, the quarterback money will only go north. Mm. You, you understand? Right. So we, we're not going to go back down to 45, back down to 40, back down. No. Dak Prescott, you sign him, somebody's going to jump him next year and then jump him, jump somebody else, or jump that person. But we need a quarterback or we're out the game totally. Mm. Yes, see, I'm signing that. See, when, 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 when your quarterback's playing well all season, Skip, and you're hooping and hollering, you, 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 you're sitting there talking about how he threw three, four touchdowns and rocked the ball down the field against yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles, you never think about these moments when it's going to come bite you in the butt because it's going to bite you in the butt because he led the league in touchdown passes. He was top five in a number of categories. He was a top five quarterback all regular season for all intents and purposes, and he played a great game. Played great. He did not play well in the playoffs. Gotcha. But you can do for everything you're saying. Hey, he, he could do this better. He can do this better. Under on the other side of that coin, understand, you can get a lot worse quarterback place. You can get a lot Whoa. worse. You can never be in this position. You can be oh. under 500 as a team. You can have. You can do worse than the quarterback that led the league in touchdown passes. Skip. And so when you don't appreciate what you have, then sometimes you've got to learn the hard way. And sometimes you're sitting there like, yeah, let's build our team up. Fire McCarthy. Do all this. Hey, let's get rid of all these guys. Well, you're going to have a chance to do that, Skip. Tyron Smith, he's not under contract right now. Biotish, he's not under contract right now. There's a number of guys. You don't have to bring back uh, uh, Jordan Lewis. Uh, there's a number of guys. You don't have to bring back. But watch how different your team is. You don't want to bring Dak Prescott back? Mm. Watch how different your team would be. Without him. And then you would be appreciating, you would be wishing. There's a number of teams wishing for Dak Prescott. Let the Atlanta Falcons hear about Dak Prescott being available. I guarantee you they'd be happy. He's done nothing for their franchise. They'd be happy to give him 55-plus million dollars to come quarterback their franchise. There are a number of teams just like them that would pay a lot of money. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for example, they'd pay a lot of money to come see Dak Prescott do what he's done against them in the playoffs for them. And so, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Skip, but you better pay him or you're going to be in a lot worse situation going forward. You want to pay? You want to 
Right, and, and Dak has all control now here. He, you can't, you can't tag him. You can't tag him. Or, or you know what I mean. So, so you, you, and you can't trade him. So you either do business with him or let him walk. And you can't let him right. walk. Okay. I told both of you guys and Keyshawn all year very long, I just don't trust him in the postseason. I never wavered. I was stuck with him, so I can't help but root for him because I'm diehard lifelong. I, I can't help it. I, it. It is what it is. And he did play much better this year with McCarthy calling plays than he played last year. But I kept telling all of you guys, I'm spoiled. I come from a very different place than Michael comes from when he talks about the Cowboys. I, I know what it was like to watch Don Meredith throw to bullet Bob Hayes. I know what Roger Staubach brought to this franchise because he was the greatest winner I've ever been around this side of Tom Brady. One of the great leaders in the history of the game. He transformed our franchise. He invented, created the Hail Mary, named it, nicknamed it the Hail Mary. He pulled out one game after another after another. He could be trusted the most in the biggest moments. And I know what Troy Aikman brought to this franchise because nobody knows better than the man sitting across from me right now. When it was time, Troy played. When it was time for 8 to 88, I could trust it. I could take it to my emotional bank because it always cashed and cashed and cashed. Even when they lost that 94 NFC Championship game at San Francisco, it was a spectacle to watch of 8 to 88. Would you fall behind 21 to 3? Yeah. And here you came, and you almost pulled it out, and Dion got away with a little arm bar pass interference. And Barry Switzer got a little over-emotional, ran onto the field, and got a 15-yard penalty, and that was that. But you were positioned to come all the way back because of 8 to 88. Troy Aikman, I'm spoiled. We can do better than Dak. You say we could do a whole lot worse. I got you. But we can do better than Dak Prescott because he's now fallen to two and five in the postseason right on schedule yesterday. When I, I actually least expected it, he turned back into quote-unquote playoff Dak. It's hard to watch because in the first half, he goes 13 of 21 for 87 yards and two interceptions, one a pick six. The other one could have been a pick six. And he and CD fell completely apart. I don't know why we're going to go head on with it in just a few minutes here. We'll go deeper into it, whatever we know about it. But in the first half, CD Lamb was thrown seven footballs. He caught two for 18. It's just wrong. Something went completely off the rails between those two Early. in the first half after over the last 12 games, they had been the dominant duo in all of pro football. Right. I, I don't know. I, I know that, that Dak... Two years ago, going back to the home playoff loss to Jimmy G and the 49ers, he just, I don't know, he wasn't ready to play. He came on a little bit late and actually looked like he could have a throw into the end zone. We were down 25 to 20 to maybe pull out a Hail Mary of a miracle, and we couldn't get the ball spotted because he ran a little too far on what was sort of a quarterback draw up the middle. And then last year at San Francisco, the defense came to play. It was 19 to 12. We held... Brock Purdy in that offense to 19 points at their place. And Dak threw two second-quarter interceptions that we couldn't dig back out of the hole. I, I don't know. I, to me, 
Richard, yeah, you, you said, know. what's the definition of insanity? What did you tell me to open the show? What, what is it? You, you keep going back to the same, same thing well, over, and over. over and over and over again. And I, I, I've seen it and I've seen it and I've seen it. And I, I get you. But, but listen, would I like to see Trey Lance get a shot? Once upon a time, the two Shanahan's, yep. the two greatest minds in coaching today said, we love Trey Lance and we're going to trade the sun and the moon to go get him. And he got hurt. And they got, got rid of him. Okay, they Same did. But he never got, got off to the right. right start. And he was in the wrong place at the skip, wrong time. Skip, I skip. got it. I, I, yeah. as, as, as a guy, as a guy who, who would love to see this just to sit on this show and, and laugh in your face, put Trey Lance in and develop him and, and do that and put your franchise on Trey Lance. I right. would pay a lot of money to see that. And then when it goes bad and, and Dak Prescott's having the same success somewhere else, Skip, I will sit here and say, I told you so, because you can't name me six, seven quarterbacks who've had right. more playoff success. Their playoff success isn't for everybody, Skip. There, there's not a ton of quarterbacks in the league that two have playoff five? success. There's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are two and five. I mean, what is Lamar Jackson? Is right. he is he one and three, one and yep. four? Like, right. And he's a great right. quarterback in the and, National Football League. There's right. a lot of quarterbacks that go to this playoffs and don't have success. Right, but what you've done for Lamar now to give him an, a different opportunity, you went and said, let's get you some new people. New right. offensive coordinator. Let's right. get you a new system because this is unlike basketball. When we see a guy go in and have playoff issues, you know, we've talked about the James Harden, the guys like that who have playoff issues. You can't go in and protect those guys in the NBA. You have to shoot and make that shot. Ain't nothing we can do to hide right. that. Nothing we can do to try to work around that. But right. I can get the right head. I can get the right offensive guy to help Dak Prescott right. in playoff games. Okay. I can get the guy that can make run. You have plays called like what we saw Houston get called and have some guys running wide open, or what we saw Jordan Love have running wide open. We can get guys that can put with Dak Prescott that can help him have some of those opportunities and better his playoff opportunity, just like we're going to see with Lamar Jackson. All right. So allow me to cap this off by saying. To Cowboy Nation, please don't get caught up in Dak's second half yesterday because he is the classic empty calorie garbage time quarterback because he went 28 of 39 in the second half for 316 yards, two touchdowns and no picks. And obviously at one point we were down 48 to 16. CD caught seven balls for 92 yards in the second half alone, but it's all for naught because we were already so far behind. And they were playing zone, and they, they gave they you all the underneath I, stuff, and you start connecting I, on the underneath stuff. And what happened at Philadelphia in the fourth quarter, I kept telling you, Dak threw for 173 yards on a bad defense that has bitten them in the butt all year long, but you got to stay in bounds. you you got to make this play or that play, and he's not that guy. Matt LaFleur said after the game that Jordan Love is that dude. I've never thought of Dak as that dude, but but he's pretty good. And if we want to stay pretty good, we, we need to sign him long term. Okay. There's, there's very few in the league better than him. And, and you're not going to find you're not getting Patrick Mahomes. You're not yeah. getting Burrow. You're not getting Josh Allen. You're not getting Lamar. Yeah. So, so outside of those guys, those yeah. are the provens. Right. And, 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 so and now Richard, you got Stroud. If a boy that Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud, they're coming uh, along uh, very, very fast. Very fast. Jordan Love, the way he looked, and we'll talk about we're it. Gonna I, talk about those it. things that, that that can't do. 
There are All things right. I saw Jordan Love do that. So, Jack Richard, if, if we sign Dak giving the most money in the league for the next four years, then we're stuck with you laughing at That's us right when decision. it really matters. You'll be that, laughing it, it, and laughing now, and now, laughing. Thank now, you. If you don't do it, if you don't do it, you'll be stuck with me laughing at you, but you never get to the games that really matter. You you just not make the playoffs at all, and I'd be laughing. So, Skip, you pick your poison. There's somebody out there better. Okay, we got to talk Lions, finally. By the way, thanks to a missed call, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Lions held off the Rams last night to win their first playoff game since January the 5th of 1992. I was there when the Lions beat Michael Irvin's very young Dallas Cowboys without Troy Aikman at quarterback, 38-6. Last night it was Lions 24, Rams 23. Michael, what was your biggest takeaway from last night? And that was the last game, and I wanted to wait after that game, before I really went in on the Cowboys, because that was another game where the Rams were probably, everybody had the Rams winning that game going into Detroit. Now, first, I love the defending of the city and the home turf. And I wanted to see that fight in Detroit. We messed with Dan Campbell, knee-biting and all of that noise that he talked about when he first got hired. But you saw that fight in that team. You saw a knee-biting Fighting team. Agreed. And they were going to fight for Jared Goff. They understood the bigness of that with Matthew and fight against Matthew Stafford, who was coming home. That was the first thing. Before I can talk about what I saw in the skill, I enjoyed watching that great will, since we don't have it, Mm. in Dallas, in that team. And, I mean, they executed. What I found was interesting was neither team ran the ball great. So this game came down to a Jared Goff and a Matthew Stafford. And Stafford was throwing some balls. Hey. He was making some incredible throws, man. He was making some incredible throws. But Jared Goff and that team stayed right in there. And they fought, they fought, they fought, and they won that game. You saw the enormity and what that game meant to that whole football team. They played that game in that city. When I watched Houston the day before, right, we all thought Cleveland going to Houston and maybe that team was too young. When I watched Cle- Houston, I said, hmm, I can't make that mistake tomorrow. Now you see what that whole game meant to all of those guys on that team. They had come together and said, we're going to restore Houston. They restored Houston. They made a commitment one to another. They each was going to be for the other, and we were restored, and they did it. I saw that in Detroit. Even if the Rams had somehow made a last-second field goal, I still would salute Detroit because they fought all they had. I was ready to salute them no matter what. But they found a way to win. They found a way to win, and that was the key. And that's what I'm saying my Dallas Cowboys need to do. Find a way to win in games like that. One more thing, even though the Rams lost, I wouldn't mind if my Dallas Cowboys found Mel Pukarini. 
neither. You know what I mean? Because a puka rise above all of your um, systems, all of the systems. Now, that's what kept the Rams in yesterday. Detroit knows the system pretty good. They shut down Cooper Cup. He didn't do much. But Puka, this joker right here, was snatching balls and taking balls from everybody. I had my guy, I said, give me all the information I can about Puka. I didn't know that Puka means, that was his nickname as a kid, uh, little chubby kid. He has older brothers. <laughs> he has older brothers, Sherm. His dad lost his dad at an early age. So he only had his older brothers. I said, this dude, I knew he had some deep fight in him. He had to fight his older brothers. They all played ball for all kinds of affirmation and confirmation because dad was no longer there. And you know, older brothers ain't giving it. I see all of this in him when he plays football. Go get me those kinds of players. That's all I want on my football team. You get me those kinds of players. Then you can bring me any coach and I can win with them. But if you can't bring me those kind of players, go get me a special coach because he's a hungry football player, and that's what Dallas needs, mm. hunger like him. Yeah, but when they get to Dallas, they get full. But I, I, I get, give Detroit a ton of credit. There was so much pressure on this team, so much pressure on Dan Campbell, so much pressure on Jared Goff. Uh, Matt Stafford and the Rams, Sean McVay, Raheem Morris came in with no pressure, no expectations. They had already overachieved even getting into the playoffs with this roster that they had. <clears throat> you t hear Sean McVay talk about finding, refinding and rekindling his love for coaching with this team because this is probably the best coaching job he and Raheem Morris have had to do in their coaching careers because they didn't have necessarily have the talent to start the year. You heard the, 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 the storylines coming out of L.A. and training camp is Stafford's too old. His wife's saying he can't relate, trying to relate to these young guys. And you look up and, and Puka Nakua has the greatest rookie season of any receiver in the history of the game. And, and, and they go to the playoffs and they're in <clears throat> Detroit. And I know the Detroit fans had to be sitting there like, not like this, not Stafford coming back to Detroit and right. beating us after never winning a playoff game for us and his entire great career here. But he's going to come back and put us out of the playoffs right. in our greatest <laughs> year in three decades. Like, I was sitting there like, no, come on, Detroit. Right. Don't do this. Do not and do they this. Stood and off. They, they did not. Mm, they, they stood up. Right. They stood up. They made big plays down the stretch. Amon Ross St. Brown, the huge first down at the end mm. of the game. Um, uh, Jamison Williams. There was a uh, Reynolds who was who was a Rams kind of uh, uh, giveaway, yeah, uh, and and he played spectacularly. Jared Goff played a really good game, and then defensively they did enough. You know, we talked about the plays where guys are running wide open. Sean McVay can draw them up. Sean mm -hmm. McVay, and he mm -hmm. has Mike Lafleur, another Lafleur, mm -hmm. as his offensive coordinator, who left San Francisco and then went to New York. And then, so if you want, this is a. This is a, 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 right. a memo for the entire league. You want a great offense, then you look in the Kyle Shanahan, McVay tree, and you'll find it. Kevin O'Connell is doing a lot of the similar things that, that they've done. But if yep. you look in those trees, you'll find Bobby Slowicks of the world, the Mike McDaniels of the world. Um, right now, I think you got Clint Kubiak, who's, who's, who's the son of, the, the, uh, of Kubiak. And they, they find a way to draw up this West Coast offense that Bill Walsh created, that Bill Walsh was the innovator of, and they find new ways to dress it up and be really effective right. in this new day and age. And that's what they've done. But Ben Johnson, 
who's a coordinator for the Detroit Lions, is finding a different way, and it's just as creative and just as effective. It is. Agreed. Okay, quick thought on Puka that Michael talked about. He ran a 4-6-40 coming out of college. He went in the six. fifth he round. He ended the year with 105 receptions, 1,486 okay. yards, all rookie records. So they list him at 6-2-205. He plays much bigger than, than that, and he plays much faster than 4-6 because I saw a stat. He had those are my comps. Yeah, too, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. That's but, exactly. But he had the, he recorded the sixth fastest miles per hour with a football under his arm, right. yards after catch in the league this year. The sixth fastest. So if you, it's like Emmett. You put a football under his arm. Emmett tied, He was a four six Jerry forty. Rice, four, Jerry Rice ran four seven forty. But you put right. a football under his arm and you can't catch him. And we That's put running football. from them four big brothers right. with that football in his there arm. There you go. That's <laughs> what that Which is. brings us to the last Rams play of the game, the third and 14 throw. If we could see this to Puka, Detroit got away with a jersey grab. Here right. And even he almost crazy. pulled that one down, he too. Almost pulled it down. It's catchable, but he gets a jersey tug. If you right can here. see, right. he's pulled. He pulled him backward. Right. And Puka won it. See, there's the tug. There's the tug. And you can't the, tell in, me in that league. didn't yeah. hinder him a no. little bit. Oh, no, that hindered him. That yeah. hindered him right on the rise up, too. So you're you, you, you exploding up and you feel that weight, and you got to try to catch that ball. That's, that, 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 yeah, that okay. should have been a call. Okay, so if you give him that call, all of a sudden they are definitely in field goal range because they ended up having a punt on the, the fourth and sixteen. And if they get the field goal, this would be a little under. They'd run a few more plays. They probably could have got down, I don't know, two and a half minutes left. And then we would have seen what Jared Goff had in him. And maybe he had it last night because he played mentally tough football the whole night. That was not the typical right. Jared Goff unravel. Well, he had one play that I said, oh, what are you doing? You know, when he was doing – and then he kind of took the ball out and threw it both hands backwards. I'm like, what are you doing? Just but take he got away with it. But he got away yeah. with it. He fell on it. And, but that was the knucklehead. And listen, in the end, that was a headbanger's ball last night because they were getting after each other. And Matt Stafford showed incredible toughness because yeah, on the did. one play where he got sacked and he bounced his head off the ground, took a shot in the ribs, goes in the tent, comes right back out, and here they go again. I, you know, but I was with the announcer. His eyes looked like they rolled back in the yeah, head on that peak. And, I, you know, so I know they I, – I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was – yeah, I was worried about But, it. you know, the Lions had yeah. been robbed at Dallas before. They got robbed in a playoff game against Romo. Remember that call? It was a weird late call in that game. And then they got robbed this year at Dallas in the regular season game. So maybe they deserved a call. And I was happy for them, as you guys yeah. were, that they broke through. Yeah, but do you hear what, you hear what he said yeah. right after yeah. the game? Aiden Hutchinson, all the guys say, we wanted Dallas. But we'll take, we'll take I don't blame them. another yeah. game at home as a constellation. As constellation. But we wanted Dallas. Find me players that want people. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't mean to bring everything back to Dallas. But, 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 find, but find me a Puka. Find me somebody they, like this. Find me find Aiden me Hutchins. But they ate their food before they worried about Dallas. That, that's the difference. They, they, right. they ate the food on their plate before they looked at the next meal. And, and, and this is the football gods correcting the, the transgression that happened in Dallas. Dallas should have lost that game. Detroit should be the number two seed and should have had two home games. Things worked out. Detroit has two home games. Maybe yeah. that, that, that's just it, it always out. works out like it should. The NFL God said, we got you. Hmm. All right. We up next, you. we got to get back to what happened on the football field to the Dallas Cowboys. What was the biggest reason the Cowboys fell behind 27 to nothing before halftime? The biggest reason. 
I have never in my life been more shocked by the outcome of a Dallas Cowboy playoff game than I was by yesterday's. You know, maybe it was an omen that in that commercial that we made for Undisputed, Michael and I and Keyshawn, I was supposed to be given a eulogy at a funeral for Uncle Philip, and I just couldn't help myself. I started eulogizing the Cowboys. Talk about foreshadowing. So, Richard, you first. What to you was the biggest reason the Cowboys fell behind 27 to nothing before halftime, then trailed 48 to 16 with six minutes left? The Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, uh, their defense, Joe Barry, uh, Darnell Savage, uh, Jair Alexander. It, it, it was them. It was them. You got to give them credit. I'm not going to sit here and just blame Dallas and say, well, they didn't show up. So give credit to the other team who you know who came prepared with the plan. Matt LaFleur in that offense. They came with a great plan. They showed up. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, who, who Keyshawn was was ecstatic, wondering where when was he going to show up. Well, he showed up at the right time, at the right place. Aaron Jones, who you knew is a cowboy killer. Aaron yeah. Jones showed up in a big way early and often. He had three touchdowns in the game. They ran the ball down your throat. That was a, that was a weakness. You talked about your three-headed monster at safety. They were nowhere to be found anywhere in this game. They ran the ball whenever they wanted, however they wanted the entire game. So the reason why you went down so fast, this team came into the game with something on their mind. They played with a sense of urgency that you need to see in a playoff team that you usually don't see in a young playoff team. That's why you kind of talk about young teams and experience and all this. But what you'll find out is usually the most experienced teams these days, statistically, right now are losing. They've lost more games than they've won in the playoffs. So that isn't as big of a factor. These guys came in and said, you know what? We're going to punch them in the mouth before they punch us in the mouth. We're going to keep punching until nothing's left and they're not standing. And then they looked up at the end of the game and it was a blowout. So the reason why they were more prepared, they played better, they executed better, and they came in and said, hey, we know what it takes. It's going to be an intense battle. And they stepped in. They, they brought the fight to you and you weren't ready to fight. They won the game running the football, and they have a quarterback that can make every play. Every play. It was a disaster from the beginning. Wait a second. Wait a second. Look, look, look. You're off today. You're not supposed to be here. I know he didn't walk. I know he didn't walk. Well, jo- well, I, I dealt with this joke doing? enough yesterday. You're not okay, supposed to leave. You're going to walk in here on your day Well, first of all, I had a conversation with <laughs> you yesterday. <laughs> it's okay. <And laughs> you, you guys did watch the game together. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, wait, let me tell you. These jokers right here, when the game got bad, <laughs> he, goes, he goes and FaceTime sure. And now they on the phone. I said, Joe, I'm not dealing with y'all right now. I'm, I'm in the pain of what's happening. I'll deal with this tomorrow. Well, Michael, I told you, I told you, man. I well, I, it, it was my, it was my, it was my off day, Skip, because obviously hey, Joe, what today is. Yes. And Dr. And, King and, and Coretta Scott King respected fought, and appreciated fought, that. Fought for mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. they'll forgive me. 
for taking <laughs> the time to come in here. Help I could not help myself, and yep. I told Michael this yesterday. Head, and I could not sit back and watch Sherm get all of. He so I, I would. Just, I couldn't just watch Sherm. I couldn't watch you take it all. I had to come in and, and, and digest some of it from you to be able to speak to my compadres. So, you know, watching that game yesterday and texting you when you wouldn't text me back, but that's okay. Well, I don't do it. You know? I don't do it. I, don't, I don't return. I got I got nine million texts during yeah, the game, but I, I didn't return but a lot. But I should be I at the top you. of the text yeah. chain. I, I texted okay. you when it was over. It. Yes, you I did. did. Oh, my goodness. How you feeling? And, and then all the more fake people take flip. They all fake people, Skip, when they be yeah. like, man, just check in on you to see yeah. how you, yeah. instead of, you ain't checking on nobody. <laughs> you just want to hear You were safe because you was with me. I, I knew you was okay. I, I made your life a little better watching you play pool and interact with Cowboy fans and do all of those things, Michael. Yeah. As I told you, on the way from your other job, Cowboys down already 10-0. The game hadn't even started. <laughs> I texted him. It was the game hadn't even kicked off. I texted him. I said, Cowboys down to nothing. Even though I picked the Cowboys. Yeah, you were, did? Man. I picked them because I thought they were 45 going... to 28 or something yes. like that, and, right? And most of America picked them. Right. Because that's what it should have been. Mm -hmm. But it because. should have been. I agree. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because. Hey, you pulled a skip. You reverse psychology. Well, I mean, I didn't really. I, I, look, I honestly thought that the Cowboys, based on the way that they played at home, what CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott looked like, and Michael Parsons was supposed to step up in the playoff game, you know, step all the way up. I just felt like, hey, they were going to win this game. Sure. But it was the flip. All of a sudden, I was right. watching the Dallas Cowboys in Green Bay uniform and watching Green Bay's team mm -hmm. that we saw early on in the Cowboys put uniform. Put up the numbers that the Cowboys put up in that yes. at AT&T. And State. they allowed right. my dude Romeo Dobbs, and I've been saying, hey, Everybody's like Christian Watson. Oh, that guy big. He's strong, man. He fat. Mm -hmm. No, Romeo Dobbs yeah. is the guy. Yeah. Well, you got to get him the football. He, he caught Romeo caught zero against Chicago in the last that, game. That's okay. I know. Six, six for a buck, 67 of money yeah. in your first playoff game? I, I just, I feel bad for y'all, man. Okay, it is your turn. You have earned the right to tell us that you, to tell us so. You know, you, you need to tell well, us that, that. You were trying to tell hey, us. Hey, remember all they call us haters. Yeah. What I was trying to tell you guys is that you jump ahead too far. You already looking too far up to San Francisco. And I have been telling y'all, take care of Washington. Don't look forward to Green Bay till Green Bay steps on the field. Take care of Green Bay. And whoever else you draw from that point, take care of them. But you and Skip, you fell in his trap. Oh, we going to Vegas. We... And I'm like, no, you're not. You got it one game at a time. Maybe on I fell in his trap. On top I, of that, I, I, though, Skip, here's another thing that I would say. No matter what anybody tells me, I don't like the fact that Jerry Jones put the pressure on that coach. Okay? I just don't. I don't want a coach out there coaching scared for his job. Keyshawn, it was I over just, in two minutes. Yeah, it but, it, it, but, but even if it was over in two minutes, maybe by Jerry saying what he said, put that pressure on that man. When it was time to game plan, he's thinking, oh, my God, what if this, what if that? Instead of just don't do it. What, what is that going to prove when you do something like that, Skip? Nothing. I don't think that was why we lost. No, that's lost not that why you right. lost. Right. You lost because right. they had a better game plan than your defense. Yeah. Right. And, and they had a better game plan than your offense. Because yeah. the coach got lost. spanked in yes. coaching. Uh, yes. So, so if he was nervous and that's the performance he put up, 
then if he's patting his toes on out of here, nobody's losing. What did I say when they went for two? I, I, I said kick you, the field, kick the PAT, man. Stop chasing This points. game is pressure. I, I, I believe there's not you, you can't you can't say, well, we put too much pressure on you, too much. This game is pressure. It is, Michael. It, and you got to deal in pressure. Yes. And the best players and coaches <laughs> perform well in pressure situations. And that's not what we're seeing. And that's why well, the something owner, has to happen. If you're the owner, Michael, I know the posts of my coaching staff and my team. I should know I cannot jump on this man's back and do that. Now, look, is that I'm the trying, contributing right, factor right, right, right. to why they lost? No. That's not. It may be a small piece of it, though, mm. is all I'm saying. There's no need to add that stress to the situation. Mm. Now, Dak Prescott didn't play well. As I told you, you start making me think like you based on what oh, I've seen. He hey, texted me that. Yep. Maybe that extension. Maybe you wait one more year. Maybe, maybe you, you just wait. you try to figure out cap numbers and stuff mm. like that. You just made, but it's hard to say that because I told you yesterday, Michael, who you gonna get? Like who you gonna? You want Kirk Cousins? Like who you gonna get? I'm still on this pressure thing. How can he not know the pressure? It's been thirty damn years. He does Thank know you. it. I don't. Yeah, but he hasn't been there Michael, all thirty years. years dude. He knows it, but you don't have to add more. You don't have to add it. You don't add. You don't. You don't. Because if somebody says, if the players all know that this is a the situation that we got to win to save this man's job, and then you come along, right, and then pile on top, why would you do that? There's no need to just sit in your box. It's, it's a, and be quiet. That's all I'm saying. It's 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 a difference if if the pre- if the pressure is just consistent like like Pete Carroll always made it feel like when, so from the day we walked in to the day I walked out you fighting for your job every dang day we will right. replace you we'll, we're always looking for the next guy we're, so you you always play with that edge you're playing with that like hey right. like I, right. I I had it all pro year and I'm still looking like hey man right. I, I better show up because they will replace me and uh, then it's always consistent then I don't it's not different in the playoffs it's not different but you're adding this at the worst possible time. You're not sitting there telling Dak Prescott, hey, you play bad in these playoffs. That might, because he's going to probably play bad then. But it's when you choose, pick and choose these moments. And Key, I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad you made it on the show. Wait, 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 wait. 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 What what is Jerry doing? What are you talking about? Begin this moment. This ain't the first year you won 12 games you lost in the wild card one round. You won 12 games, you lose in the division one. You win 12 games, son, pressure's on you to go farther this year. I don't care if Jerry said it. He should have felt it. He didn't need Jerry to say it. He should have known it. it. You got to win now. What are we talking about here? Let's usher him in carefully. No, No. this is the National Football League. You don't win, you go home. You lose a job. Somebody else gets an opportunity. And he didn't win. This is the third time. He should have felt this pressure. Mm. He felt it. He's probably going to be the only coach that wins 36 games over the the last three years. But in the end, Dan Quinn is a pressure, felt the pressure too. Okay? He felt the pressure. What I mean by that is, is, is interesting because I was thinking about this. Yesterday, as I was driving home from the game, coaches that are start coaches that are names of being mentioned during playoff times and stuff like that, it's they tend to lay eggs. If you really follow it and pay close attention, they don't put their best foot forward because they start thinking about. Was it possible he had a deal in place and he's just no, completely no, distracted? No, but you just you you. 
You start trying to put your I'm staff looking, together. Totally You're trying to manage this. Yeah. You're trying to put a scheme together to stop Green Bay. But at the same time, you are got an opportunity to go interview for jobs. You need to put that plan together. So you got, you're, you got multiple things that you are doing at that moment in time. So sometimes because of that, things get out of out the way where you're not focused in okay. solely on this particular divisional wild card round. Right. You're not looking towards Seattle or do I get a shot in Carolina? <clears throat> I need to know who my offensive coordinator is going to be. Instead of spending that extra 45 minutes game planning, totally you on agree. the phone talking to somebody right. about whether hey. or not you're going to okay. join the staff. I agree. Okay, should Mike McCarthy hey. be fired and Dan Quinn be fired? I think Dan Quinn is probably going to get a job. I hope uh, so. Yep. I think he's going to get a job, but if he does not get a job, I don't believe he should be fired. I think in terms of Mike McCarthy, you might want to see if there's a couple guys out there. My vote, and I don't know that it would ever happen, they need some discipline in their life in a guy like Bill Belichick. Okay. I don't know that Bill would want to deal with Jerry, just the whole meddling part that's just surrounded, the, the, the radio shows, all that. I don't know that Bill wants that. Yeah, but maybe he does, but that would be a great <clears throat> that would be a great one because he got okay. a quarterback. How do you defend what happened to Belichick in the one game that he did play in the playoffs without Tom Brady? They lost 47 to 17 at Buffalo, and Buffalo played the perfect game, no punts, and scored on every yeah, possession. They didn't have no players, though, Skip. Okay. We we didn't have that conversation a million times. He didn't have a quarterback. But he didn't have a quarterback. That quarterback, don't don't let that don't let that quarterback fool you. Mac Jones, come on, man, stop. Don't do that. Well, don't do that to Bill. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it, it, Dak Prescott is so far uh, uh, ahead of Mac Jones. Anybody that comes into Dallas and get that quarterback, they got one. Okay. He's just got to clean up some I, stuff. I want yep. you guys to know before we get out of here that this is a perpetual setup for failure. The rhetoric that you two are spewing. It's a perpetual, uh, what it's are you perpetual talking about, Michael? We didn't, failure. We didn't yeah. play. To be talking about, to be talking about, well, you put too much pressure on your head coach. Any head coach that feels you put too much pressure on me, I can't perform. And a head coach, if your team is picking up the, the, the vibes that the head coach is like, that's why they played like that? Mm. Because you're telling me hey, there was too much pressure. No, that's on not what that's not what I'm saying. Michael, that's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It didn't make it what what good is it? What good is it to go public and say, what good is it to go public and say, well, we're gonna evaluate game by game? Like why would you do that? What's the point? It makes no sense. Makes zero makes no sense. sense. Like, like, it makes perfect sense. Irv, it, it makes what, perfect what I'm sense. Saying, what I'm saying is that you got, it, it doesn't, you got this game to show me it, what you got. It, and they showed me nothing. It doesn't so need it to tells be said. me we need it, to make some decisions. That made perfect sense. And, and that's probably why you, you, you're, going, you're not going to win a Super Bowl for the next 30 years until you realize that you don't, you don't do things like that. You adjust. That, you the reason why like that. Skip sitting there talking about all, all the times, all the great times and these great players – freaking decades and decades and decades ago past the internet age is because you don't adjust to the times. We are in new times with new kinds of players, with right. new temperaments, with new styles, with new ways of understanding and embracing the game. So you cannot use these old techniques and old habits. This is, this is digital technology. You can't use analog techniques. And so when you're sitting here saying, hey, we're going to continue, we're going to use it, do it the Jimmy Johnson way, or we're going to do it the Bill Parcells way, 
Uh, that's not the way. Those aren't the ways that are winning Super Bowls right now. Andy Reid needs to be studied because he's winning Super Bowls. Um, who else? Sean McVay has won a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan has been to what? Two of them. Like, it's it's been different guys going to these Super Bowls. Sirianni's been the one. They, you know, it's, it's you've got to find a way to be in that space. And, Key, I'm glad you, you think, showed up you because think, we get to sit do here. Do you think that Mike, that, that Kyle Shanahan, you think he's he falls under pressure. You think he's worried about what but other John, people but John are saying? Lynch would never I know, say I know, that. I know, Jed, Mike, you I know, so Jed, you're Michael. Michael. I know like, Jed, John Lynch would never say that. Listen, you, you guys, you guys got something for Jerry. That's fine. But what Jerry says shouldn't affect how you perform your job. If it does, your ass gotta go anyway. I don't want to hear. It. Stop talking like this. That's crazy rhetoric. You, if you're gonna let somebody say. Oh, you got to show up and do something. And all of a sudden you fall apart. You ain't going to do anything anyway. So get rid of them well, quickly. What, what, so what, stop, guys. Let's stop. Let's move from that conversation. What good did that do? What, 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 what good does that do? Like, what like, did it what, do? What, what, so, it so, so at this right. point, Jerry, just right. tell tell every player, tell tell C.D. Right. Lamb, hey, if you drop another pass, you're, you're going to get cut. Tell, tell Michael Parsons, you don't get You don't get sacked. It's just ridiculous. Like, What are you talking about pressure? It's irrelevant. This Conversation is irrelevant. Thank you. Okay, thank let me you. Address it's Keyshawn irrelevant to y'all. That's here. why y'all don't okay. win nothing. No, it's no. irrelevant to y'all. Y'all don't win anything. That's why. Allow me to tell myself so yes, because please. I should have seen this coming. I sat back last night and I yeah, said, "Why didn't I see this?" Because it started on December seventeenth at Buffalo. We got run off the field, thirty-one to ten. That's yep. a bad sign. They ran them on, on, on December twenty-fourth. We went to Miami. Miami is way overrated. I know they hung seventy on Denver. That's all they did this year, uh-huh. and we lost to them on a late field goal drive, twenty-two to twenty. Yes, you did. And Miami proceeded to lose its last three games, including getting blown out at Baltimore, fifty-six to nineteen. So, so that's not a good sign that you lost to that team. And then that road team, yeah, like that's, y'all. that's correct. December thirtieth. We go home where we had won at that point 15 straight games. We effectively lost to the Detroit Lions because they executed the play that won the game and the referee just handed the game back to Dallas. And that's why all those Lions last night were saying we wanted Dallas because they knew they had beaten Dallas and they could go, go in there and do it again. Okay, so then we go to Washington and again, we're crowing about, well, we did this and we did that. And again, Washington finished four and 13, but we took care of business against Washington. And then here comes a buzzsaw of a young team that is playing at a much higher level than we are, and we just got exposed. So that last month, we effectively lost four of our last five games. That's what it was. That's what happened to our football team. Mm-hmm. They got exposed by a, just a better football team. They're better on right. defense than we, better on offense. The quarterback's better than our quarterback. That's what, what I saw yesterday. From start to finish, as Jordan Love said, we came in with a mindset to dominate, and they dominated us from jump because they won the toss, and everybody defers, except that team's said, no, we're going to take the ball and just stick it right, right. down their throat seven in the nothing. end zone. That's it. Yeah. And we're not going to look back because if we get them down seven to nothing, we'll keep them down. And that's uh, what it, happened. It, and that's exactly what All happened. Right. But and we helped on that drive yeah. with penalties. We yeah, helped, helped on the drive, drive with the penalties, but a lot of that too also is the discipline. Y'all been doing Correct. that all year long, extending people's drives yeah. because of silly penalties, all right. late hits on quarterbacks, late hits on players, running the football, uh, 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 possession guys. We, we led the, the league the in penalties. I mean, that's we just who y'all league. are. We led the league. That's who we are. Thank so you. what you want to do with the coach? Fire him. 
Is that what you want to do? Yes, I do. Because he's under too much pressure. He cracked under too much pressure from Jerry Jones. Okay. All right. All right. So so hopefully this is a lesson for Jerry. Championship cultures, owners don't get in the way. I don't see any of the owners of the past five Super Bowl winners sitting there telling their coach, hey, we're judging him by a game-by-game basis. It's an idiocracy. It's a dumb thing to do. So you can sit here and say, oh, that, that, that doesn't matter. Matter if it doesn't matter, it no. it's unnecessary. Okay. You don't see any other other winning owners do that. So why do you need to do it? Richard, That's why your that franchise hasn't won in Richard, 28 once years. Once upon a time, Jerry fired Jimmy. That's all you need to know. He fired him after two. Seasons. Yeah, and they, I understand. And they, so that's what we're saying. That was <laughs> that's great decision. Like. What are we doing? Yeah, I just, I just don't think. I know we got to pay some yeah, bills and get go. out of here, but I just don't think it was necessary. All right, it is now possible. Or uh, let me ask. Let me do it as a question. Is it now possible that Jordan Love could be better than Aaron Rodgers? Better than Aaron Rodgers? I brought up this notion last week, and my guys here on the show just pretty much groaned and chuckled at it. Is it possible Jordan Love can one day be even better than Aaron Rodgers? So in his last nine games now, Jordan Love has thrown 21 touchdown passes to only one interception. Well, that's Rodgers-esque. Yesterday, he recorded, did Jordan Love, the highest playoff QBR since the stat was invented in 2006. Jordan Love had a 99.3, the highest ever. And remember, Aaron Rodgers is only 11 and 10 in the postseason overall, which includes that magical four win road wildcard run to that long ago Super Bowl title. In Dallas. Yep, in Dallas at Jerry World. Since then, Aaron Rodgers is seven and nine in the postseason. I wondered last week if maybe Jordan Love has just a little bit of Jordan in him, as in Michael Jordan. So <laughs> I, I ask once again, does Jordan Love have a chance to be better than Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> at least in the postseason? Richard, your thoughts? I mean, I don't know, Skip. I, I and mean, it's unfair to even compare it after one playoff game. Like, what are we doing here? Like, can we just appreciate Jordan Love? Had an unbelievable game. He played, has had an unbelievable season, second in passing touchdowns. He had an unbelievable stretch at the end of the season. His last eight games, he was 18 touchdowns to one interception. He led his team to a very incre- incredible win as the seventh seed, the first seventh seed to winning playoff game. Like, I would rather just appreciate that than spend my time trying to compare him to something that you can't compare him to without his resume being complete. Aaron Rodgers has played fifth, you know, he's played, been in the league 20 years, played 15 seasons, four MVPs, a Super Bowl win. He had all these playoff games, been to all these NFC Championship games. So let's let Jordan Love play for a while, and then we could start talking about those comparisons, things like that. But I'm not ready to have those comparisons and have those conversations to diminish what he did this week and what he's done in this playoff game after one playoff game. Like, should we have judged Aaron Rodgers after that one improbable playoff run and said, oh, this is he's the greatest quarterback of all time? No, you wait for the things to play out. And after one playoff game, I'm not comfortable putting him in, in, in those kind of conversations because it, then it just takes away from us focusing on how special it was 
what he was able to do this last game that they played. Do you remember how unspecial Aaron was in his last three playoff losses for the Packers? Yeah, everybody's unspecial in losses, Skip. They, they, that's how it no, goes. People aren't true. special no, when they lose. It, it, it yes, can go to me. the wire. I mean, it, it, it can be a shootout. Yeah. Right. I and mean, there were opportunities. I, I we played, we played. There were opportunities in, in, in that last, those last games Aaron Rodgers had in the playoffs that they lost. Let me tell you, I understand what Sherm's saying, and, and ultimately we will do a comparative analysis later on as his sure. career ends. But as we see the genesis, the beginning of Jordan Love's career, there are certain things I can point out when we talk about will he have a better, can he be better than Aaron Rodgers? Can he have a better career than Aaron Rodgers? First of all, some of those throws, he looked just like Aaron Rodgers. He did. Some of those throws, he looks just like Aaron Rodgers. You can see that he studied him, he's watched him, and he's learned a lot from him. Wow. Learned a lot about him. But as gifted as he is, as gifted as Aaron Rodgers is, as gifted as Brett Favre was, they only brought in one Super Bowl, one Lombardi trophy back to Lombardi mm. way. Yep. I can tell you unequivocally, right now, Jordan Love will win a Super Bowl. That team will win a Super Bowl. That young, talented team will definitely catch Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl category. Yeah, that's good. May even pass Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl category. When we talk about can he be better, now we got to start looking at the MVPs, and that's different. Sure, that's, that's all another issue. But, yeah. but, 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 but it's not unattainable. What you saw him go yesterday was 16 and 21. That's an efficient game, 272 yards, mm -hmm. three TDs. Almost, that's a great passer rating. You, Skip just told you about QBR. This is how this kid plays. Mm. These numbers through 16 games will get you up in an MVP conversation. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So, yes, I can see and project as an analyst, because my job is to see what's happening, mm -hmm. extrapolate from it to project what possibly can happen. I can see what he have. He has a better career than Aaron Rodgers. When we count the one thing that's most important, which is Super Bowl wins, that's what I'm talking about. Is he going to get four MVPs? I don't know about that. But if he brings me two Super Bowl victories and point. one MVP, mm -hmm. that's a better career than Aaron Rodgers to me. Because the city, the team, everybody gets the championship. Only one gets the MVP. Mm. Well said. So... The point here is this young man, still very young, in his first year of starting, put up better numbers than Aaron did in his first year of starting. And now in the postseason, he's off to the races because that was just flat-out spectacular yesterday, right up there with anything Aaron ever did in his postseason career. You, you can just match it up, and you can say Dallas is overrated on defense. But they did have, statistically, the fifth-best defense and the number-one pressure defense in all of football. And the line protected him, but Jordan moved and grooved, too. And he made some trick shot throws that reminded me of Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. That first throw to Wicks that, that broke it open 20 flick, to nothing. I, if you see that, that touchdown, the 20 to nothing one, it's, it's just... 
just like a rifle shot. Right. No way. It's, it, here it is. Never it's stepping it. into it. Just yeah. flicks it out. Just That's Aaron Rodgers right there. And just hits him right on the button, right on the money. You'd think a pass yeah. like this would be a little underthrown. Nope. It's beautiful. It's perfection. And let me and tell you what we see. See how, how these guys, they hang in there, and he leans back and flip that ball. That's technically incorrect. Yeah, they want you stepping in there to put some fire on that ball. But that's Aaron Rodgers. And what does that do? That buys you a tenth of a second longer. It does. With that pressure coming yeah. down right. instead of stepping into it to flip it. And, and, and you saw the importance of that right. yesterday. And, and then his right. veteran offensive linemen after the game were raving about the little three-yard touchdown to Dobbs because they said – They'd never seen a pass like this, and they'd seen a lot of of passes. This is the one. This is just a little three-yarder. Watch that sneaks in. Bam. And they said we turned around and looked at each other like, what just happened? What just happened? Mm. I I don't know. Again, we're projecting. We're doing what we do here. My instincts are telling me this kid has a chance. He has a chance to be all time. And the one thing, one no thing. No question, I he said, has a chance to be. Sure, sure, yeah, one, no. Okay, sure. Yeah. One thing I say, sure, before you go, well, last, last thing I'll say to this. In basketball, baseball, other sports, you can win championships without liking each other. You can in football. And those dudes love Jordan Love. love it. It's a different kind. They'll play for him harder than they ever did with Aaron Rodgers. That part, I just want to drop out. Yeah, go, Richard. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And, and he has had a fantastic start of the career, and he deserves all the credit that he's getting. But I just want to caution you guys. I mean, this is the seventh seed. And this, this, this seventh seed didn't even exist when Aaron Rodgers was, was taking these Green Bay Packers teams um, to Super Bowls, to NFC Championships. So it's just a different, a bit of a different league. And I, I, I have a hard time, like, projecting performance based off one playoff game because it, it, if we're in the same breath, if he plays terrible – Next week, do I sit there and say, is he, he going to be the worst quarterback of all time? No, I'm not going to do that. I think he's had an unbelievable season. I think he, he deserves a ton of credit. I think this team is special. I think Matt LaFleur deserves credit. I think they're going to be special going forward. But for me to sit here and project them winning multiple Super Bowl rings off of being a seventh seed in the National Football League okay, is, a, so, is a bit So, Richard, all right, sum it up. Are your instincts telling you that Michael and I are overrating Jordan Love so soon? My instincts are telling me that, that it's inconclusive evidence to, to rate at all. You don't have enough evidence. You don't have enough to speak on. I, he's had one season as a starter. He's had one playoff game. And if you're going to base it off of that, then I would say your, your, your results should be inconclusive because it's not enough to judge anything. All right. Well, your 49ers better be ready because it's going to be very interesting next Sunday. Yeah. All right. Fun game. Yesterday, the last thing in the entire football world that I expected was Dak versus CD. Versus CD? We're about to break it down. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Bone back down. Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Dylan. Keyshawn Johnson walking out on Undisputed oh, Life. McGregor. Connor McGregor. Doing the McGregor. He, was, he had some Connor him. going. He, he deserved it. He earned it. He just couldn't. He had a day off and had to come he in had on to come his in. day off. Mm-hmm. Just to yeah, rattle the cage. Tweet number two. This is what disappointment looks like. Dallas did it again. 
My boy, that's my, the face of disappointment. Yeah. My boy Brandon been texting me saying, dog, you look distraught. I am. That's what I'm saying. I am. Legit. I'm hurt for, for real. real. I'm hurt for real. We just got to set realistic expectations next year. We'll be I together next year. I'll, I'll help you guide you through it. <laughs> All right. And the final tweet. I, I said it. Cowboys fans every year in the playoffs. Oh, well, okay. But but this time we didn't narrowly lose. We we got obliterated. We, we got humiliated, right, they, annihilated. They didn't give you. That's one of my favorite scenes right there from Jerry Maguire, yeah. too, man. Golly, just can't get him. They didn't give you the false hope this year, Skip. They just... What you no, there was, there's no false hope. It wasn't like <laughs> fool's gold. We just got fooled. Look at that. There was no that. gold to it. Oh, yeah. All right. We got we to gotta dive headlong into fight. this. Cuba Good. That's my boy Cuba Good. Yeah. That's the dude. Yeah. One thing I did not think <laughs> I'd see yesterday was Dak getting into it early on with CD. After that third and eight incompletion, here's that throw that CD just couldn't quite catch. Just a little off, a little out in front. But they, but they want to make CD work for he is right here. All right. And and, and let me see. Let me see. Dak, Dak's looking at Ferguson first. You see he the was. double team up on Ferguson. Yep. So so it, then he comes down to CD Lamb as a second read, and CD. If just a little more patient. He has to beat this guy a little late because they're going to cut in the cut because he has over-the-top help. And, and that's what made it. Right. See how he went right up undercut that cut. Dak had right. to throw that ball like that. Okay. It was just off. Now here's Dak voicing his displeasure with CD as they leave the field. CD is not hearing it, not loving it. And it started to escalate. Whew. To the point... That CD. I don't even up. like this, man. Yeah. I don't like this. Not CD. good. Well, right. I don't know what's in his head right now. What's in his mind? But now Mike McCarthy has to go over and console CD and kind of talk him off the ledge over on the bench. I don't know what he's saying to him. Yeah. But, okay. See, but I, I disagree with this. I disagree because I, I think CD handled it all well. You know, yeah. you you see no, he did. receivers kind no, of go no, he off did. And, and get yeah. emotional. No, no, he didn't do anything. He just went and sat right. down, and Mike McCarthy's afraid. He was going to assault her that he'd lose it. Listen, what I'm talking about, what I don't want and I don't like, I want CD, whenever Dak is talking, to stop, turn around, and hear every damn thing that's coming out of his mouth. Because that's where you're going to get this football from. I need to hear whatever your thoughts are, whatever you want to say, and whatever you say you want wrong. Because I don't want you questioning, letting that ball come towards me. When Troy say, hey, Michael, let me... I ain't moving nowhere. I'm going to be ear to ear, eye to eye, head. I'm going to listen to whatever you got to say because we're going to win this football game together. Okay. And I need to hear that. That's what I'm talking and about. You're going to respond to it. I don't care yeah. about what he does yeah. with Mike McCarthy. I care about what he does with okay. Dak Prescott. Good point. Okay. So for much of yeah, the first you, half, you, you, go ahead, Richard. Go. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. you can't only care about it when things are bad because when things are great, he does. he's the same way. He, 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 when he just catches the touchdown passes and, and catches first downs and Dak's talking to him, he's usually just continuing on his way, 
to the sideline. So when things are bad, he's not going to change who he is. And that's what I respect about C.D. Lamb. He has been the same guy through and through. Now, did he play his best game? Maybe not. But he has been consistent in that, in his demeanor, in his sideline demeanor, and whether Dak's talking to him or not talking to him. Not he's not, to I don't think he's disrespecting sure, 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 wait, him. Wait, 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 sure, 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 sure. wait, wait. It's not the time to be consistent. Wait, wait. If you are walking away when things are good, that's fine. That's fine because things are good. Oh, he's saying, great job, dog. Way to make a play. Great job. Walk away from that. But when things are bad, he's trying to tell you how to let's get it good again. I don't want you walking away from that. So it's not the same attitude all the time. It's different situations bring out different things and be able to adjust to the difference. I want you focused and in the quarterback's eyes. What do you got to say? Absolutely. How can we get better? Right. That's what I want. Okay, so for much of the first half, Dak and CD, the, the NFL's most explosive quarterback receiver duo over the previous 12 games, acted like they'd never really played together and didn't really want to play together. So here's Dak's next throw to CD, a little wild high, but it looked like CD didn't really even want to try to catch it. It was a weird play. It's a first and 10 play. He rolls out and throws it to CD. It's a little wild high, but he didn't even really get his hands up right. and it looked like he was frustrated that the throw was high already. I, I right. don't know. And, and, and you see what happens. Watch this guy buzz out. Yep. He's buzzing out. He knows CD's out there. So that's a buzz out. That's it. He's going to buzz out to try to get up under that throw. Right? Right there. Yep. You see? To make that throw go high. That's not... Oh, that, that, that has to do this to get that ball up and over. You know, RC, they got to decide, hey, he's buzzing out now. Let's take that a little deeper so I can get that ball up and over. Okay. But, but there's no reason to, 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 to look like, oh, Dak, you did something wrong again, or to have this kind of body language. Man, Norv Turner would say to me. Norv Turner would Your say to me. Your offensive coordinator, yeah. Norv Turner, my offensive mm -hmm. coordinator. He would say, Michael, if the team sees you in this mode and we see us in this mode, what do they think? If you are best player and they see you in this mode, what hope do they have? We can't have that. We can't yeah. have that. And you got to understand it. The first one of the early plays, CD runs a little out. Jair Alexander pushes him he after. Did. He, did. he does nothing about it. Nope. Jair ain't going to push me. He ain't going to push me because I'm going to make sure he knows we ain't, we ain't doing that today, buddy. Yep. We're not doing that. I, I don't want you to get kicked out of the game, but I want you to make sure he knows all that anger you're pushing mm -hmm. the deck and everybody else, push it towards him. That's okay. all I'm saying. All right, but, so go ahead. But that's Richard. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, you can't expect things from him that he hasn't given to you all season. He's never been that guy, and and it's been great. He's had a phenomenal year. Phenomenal he's not a year. he's not a get in nobody's face and and fight and push back and and do all the extras. He's a oh okay. Like even when guys are yapping in his ear, I've seen him walk away and just smile. You just see his teeth through the through the through the face mask, and then you see him go off two plays later, and the next play, and the next play. That's what he's done to respond. He's never responded in that way, and that's what I've, I've watched CD Lamb because I said what I said about him, and he's responded in a great way. That was really cool. He didn't say, "Oh, Richard Sherman sucks," and yada yada yada. He just said. Okay, I got you. That's a bet, and I'm going to lead the league in just about every single category as a receiver. He did. And that's what he's done in the play, so right. I can't expect him. And it's weird for you to expect him to sit there and say, oh, in this game he got pushed in the back, so let's get out, outside of who you've been all year, CD, and go fight him and push him back. If that's not who you are, that's not who you are, no, and you I, can't I, make I, stuff I, up I, in the playoffs. No, 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 no. I don't care that you go push him back, but I want you to go get him back. If your get back is catching passes in his face, 
go catch passes in his face. What I don't want is you to let him help your frustration pointed out on your own teammate. And that's what I saw. That's what I was seeing. No matter what, you got to get back in alignment. Let's go play ball. And they never got back on alignment. And they didn't go play ball. And he was getting targets. It wasn't that he wasn't getting targets. He was frustrated with the attention he was getting in the plays he was not making. That's... That, 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 okay, so, so that in the, he has in the first that. half, he was throwing seven footballs with CD, and he caught two right. for 18. It's just wrong. It's just, and obviously they're down 27 to nothing with a minute and a half left in the first half. It's just wrong, and it started with that flashpoint third and eight play because it was a crucial play because it's seven to nothing. And if you if you cash it, maybe you go down and make it seven to seven. But mm. the the pass was a little off target. It was. Mm. It was not really catchable or required a great catch. And it surprised me that Dak was saying something to CD at that point because it's so early in the game and they've been so magical together. That surprised me. Right. And, and, and maybe even there told, told yeah. CD, come a little flatter that, too, that's right? That's probably what he right? said. Right. Because CD, once he, once he went upfield, yep. he gave I, that I defensive was. player an undercut. And that's what Dak was trying to throw away from the undercut. Now, if he came a little flatter, yeah. he could have caught that ball and turned it over the field. Dak had to read Ferguson first and come down to CD. I say CD take a little more time on the line of scrimmage. You catch that ball early, right off the break, and you could have turned and run. Maybe you could turn that was run. the timing that yeah. was off. Okay. All right, we got to get back to the Packers, who, by the way, deserve a lot of credit for Zaire and that's that scheme yesterday, but the Packers were obviously seven and a half point underdogs at Dallas. Now they're nine and a half point underdogs at San Francisco. You give them any shot, that's next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Back down. The Cowboys were seven and a half point favorites over Jordan Love's Packers at Dallas. Now San Francisco at San Francisco, 49ers are a nine and a half point favorite over the same Packers, whose new motto is, what are they going to say about us now? So, Richard, what shot do you give Green Bay against your former team this time? Um, they, they get a puncher's chance. You know, they, they, you got to give them credit for what they did against the Dallas Cowboys. They showed up. They executed well. They looked like an unbelievable team. Uh, but at the same time, I've, I've played for Kyle Shanahan. I've played against this Joe Barry coach defense and, and this uh, Matt LaFleur coached offense with Aaron Rodgers at the helm when they were a number two seed and they were playing really well. Uh, I think San Francisco will have a good plan for them. I think some of the things that you saw from the Dallas Cowboys late in that game, some of the middle read stuff, some of the attack the middle of the field, attack the linebackers, um, putting them in real complex things against uh, situations. And when they run that cover three, you saw the seven pump to C.D. Lamb late in the game. Those are some of the things that yep. Kyle Shanahan sure. will draw up. Mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur runs a very similar system to Kyle Shanahan. So this this defense won't be it, it, it won't be surprised by a lot of the things that Dallas seems surprised by. They, they will have an expectation Uh of what they like to do, some of the the pressures that Joe Barry brought uh, against against the Dallas Cowboys, I, I think San Francisco will have a better plan for, and I, I think Dallas, uh, uh, I think San Francisco will find a way to win this game. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be within a touchdown, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, I, I, it won't be it won't be a blowout of any uh, either way. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't either. I believe that 
this will be a pretty good game because Joy Love, and I always say this, superior quarterback play can rise above any and everything. Got it. But what San Fran has that Dallas does not is that front will stop the run by itself and can allow the whole back end to focus on slowing down Joy Love in the passing game. Mm. They won't need to bring people up. You won't see gaping holes to run through with the 49ers like you saw with the Dallas Cowboys. You won't see guys running wide open because, like he, like, like Sherm said, they know these offenses and they know all the wiggle room. Dallas gets so eye-gate lost. Watching this and watching that, all the candy and eye movement, and they get caught standing still and somebody run by them. This team won't do that. Mm. So it'll be a close game. It'll be a good game. I do have San Francisco winning the game Mm. uh, when they get there. But like I told you, superior quarterback play can override everything. Don't count Joy Love out. So to your points, if I were a betting man, and I used to be, but I'm not now, I would run with that nine and a half points because I would love it. I would love my chances because you have a team and a quarterback on fire against a superior team that has sat now for two weeks, maybe for better or for worse, because they're going to have to to rise up and match the fire that Green Bay is on. Green Bay comes in once again with zero pressure, zero to lose. And I don't think they'll get exposed as one-hit wonders. I, I don't think no. that was an aberration no. what no. happened yesterday. No. I don't either. No. And, Richard, remember the last time, help me out here, I didn't look it up, but when Aaron played at you guys, was it the NFC Championship game when he had a long, hard day? It was. Yeah. And what was the score? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember uh, the it score? A, it was a wipeout. It was a, I think it ended up being 37-20 to 20 or something like that. that but it, it was 37-20, but Aaron's QBR was, was, it was like a – teens and like a 15 and again jordan love just right. had the highest qbr and, in playoff history but there you go yeah. with that now that's the and, thing i'm coming up again because aaron Rodgers failed in this area with this team he did now do these guys rally around jordan yeah. love and say we're going to make sure you get past this area yeah. you got to watch that that's going to be interesting yeah yeah, Richard. but yeah. It, there's a reason why he had that QBR and a reason why our defense was so prepared for what they were going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't just any Joes no. out there, Skip. You know, no. there were some real guys out there. But and, there, and, and the guys that he dealt with that day were young then. I mean, I, it was Fred Warner's second year. It was Nick Bosa's rookie it year. Yeah. It was, you know, some of these guys were in their infancy. I think Dre Greenlaw may have been a rookie at the time. It was so many guys, youth. And now you're dealing with Nicholas John Bosa, it, it probably got a different level. Eric Armstead is coming back healthy. He hasn't yes. played in the last seven, eight weeks yep. coming back healthy. And he's the real, he's a real kingpin of this defense, he especially is. when it comes to the run game. Then you got Javon Hargraves. Then you got Chase Young. And then you got on the second level, which Dallas da- does not have. No. You got Agreed. all pro Fred Warner, who was the unanimous all pro pick. And, and Gr- Dre Greenlaw should have been a pro bowler. Then you got the pro bowler and all pro Charvarius Ward on the outsider. Uh, you got guys. The Amador Lemonor has played good football. It's 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 a much different team yep. than Dallas. Yeah, I I got you. But in the end, hey, every time I look up, there's another young receiver getting open, and another one, and another one. He's got like seven young right. weapons, right? Okay. Why should it be back even more now? He just touched the field. That is correct. Last week. This okay. Week. In a moment, we got to deal with these two games today, tonight. Steelers, Bills, Eagles, Fox. Who wins? 
So we have two more intriguing playoff matchups today. Richard, who wins Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Philly, Tampa Bay? Uh, I got Buffalo winning probably 24-14. And I think think Tampa at home, I think they find a way. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I think they win in a close one, 21-17, probably something like that. You know, with all the weather that we're having in in Buffalo, I thought that would, boy, that could really – yeah, then it's Pittsburgh. If the passing game yeah. is taken away and yeah. this becomes a run run game in defense, that's right down Mike Tomlin area, I right down his alley. But but I'm still going to take Buffalo 21-17 because okay. of Josh Allen. I say the Eagles find their championship Do you? attitude Whatever. and at least get by this game and beat the Buccaneers because they showed no offense last year. 24-20 last week, I mean. Really? Okay. I'm going to go with two upsets, maybe because my stomach is so upset from what I watched (laughs) yesterday. But I I just think the Bills are gettable. They've been gettable for the last three or four weeks. And I think Mike Tomlin will go in there and pull that one off. And then I don't think the Eagles can get back up off the mat. And I think Baker throwing to Mike Evans, as you say, and to Chris Godwin in key moments, I think they'll pull out a close game. Unlike the Cowboys. That's it for Undisputed. We're back tomorrow, 9.30 Eastern. 